Hello my friends, welcome back to the Meerkat Musings podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Football Manager series that I'm doing where I run this podcast to support my blogging on the subject of my career. Forgive me because this podcast gets a little bit patchy sometimes because I tend to forget where I kind of left off with the podcast and therefore things might be a little bit all over the place. What I will try to do is to recap basically the story so far before moving on to the latest couple of posts. The story so far is that I began unemployed following in the game a career as a semi-professional footballer. So basically non-league football uh, all the way. So that would mean I would be very much not on the radar of most football fans apart from maybe a few local ones and that would be that really it, it would be a career basically a part-time career almost in, in that respect same professional footballer would normally have another job in order to make ends meet they wouldn't rely on football and that would be that the game began in the uh, 2021 season the season that we're actually in now in real life and I waited patiently for my chance to take over a club. There were a few applications thrown around, a few rejections, until eventually I was given a chance with the uh, non-league team Aldershot. And from that point forward, I began to try and build my career, my legacy. I'm very pleased to say, having inherited a team that was actually struggling somewhat in the a national League, I managed to actually not only turn them around and move them away from a possible relegation battle, I managed to get them into the playoffs. In the playoffs, I managed to win. So for the 21-22 season, we would be playing in League Two. We would be a professional football club for uh, the first time in a while. Things got even better from there. Somehow, in the 21-22 season, I managed to guide my order shot team to winning League Two, not just getting promoted, actually being champions of the league. Quite how that was achieved, I'm not entirely sure. For the most part, actually I am sure, it was on the back of a fairly conservative defensive style of play, a cautious approach that involved trying to keep the ball because the team wasn't really equipped to get all that attack. The tactic was somewhat negative, but it worked. It achieved the desired result. It achieved back-to-back promotions, and I was very, very happy. Following season, the uh, 22-23 season, we survived in League One, and we survived quite comfortably, actually. With three games to spare, we secured ourselves another season, and we went into the 23-24 season feeling, well, I was, realistically, I expected another relegation battle. That's what I expected. However, I did tweak the tactics. One of the big things about the fans, they were feeding back that they weren't happy with the style of play we were adopting. They wanted to see something better from the team. Now, was that realistic to expect? I don't know. But I thought I would try. I thought I'd try and mix things up a little bit and see where it could take us. A repeat of the same kind of formation, tactics and whatnot from last season, it probably wouldn't move the team forward. We'd probably survive, but without taking a little bit of a risk, we'd never ever look like we could actually go high up the table. 
the beginning of the 23-24 season was quite frankly incredible. We had an electrifying start and we actually conspired somehow, somehow to be comfortably top of the league for, for a while. This I, I really didn't quite fully understand you know, how we'd achieved this. We had some brilliant results uh, to begin with. For example, we had a brilliant 5-0 away win against Wickham. Uh, we had a number of terrific results uh, on a number of different fronts. And then gradually, gradually, for whatever reason, things began to fall off, shall we say. And maybe that electrifying start to the season, we began to get exposed a little bit, uh, shall we say. We were beginning to, to seriously kind of drop off, as it were. We were top of the league at one point, but then we just hit this, this patch of terrible form and we were on the receiving end of horrible defeats. We were defensively very leaky and offensively the goals had dried up. Some of the players I brought in on loan and signed weren't getting the goals. And tactical changes, and I thought, you know, going back to the more defensive approach might help us. It didn't. As an example, we were crushed by Leighton Orient 5-2. Uh, we lost away to Plymouth, who were really struggling. They were actually 23rd in the league, one place off bottom, and we managed to lose to them. We were hammered by Bristol Rovers, 6-3 at home, and then we were beaten 5-0 uh, against Wigan, uh, also at home. And those matches kind of told me that I had basically achieved all I could achieve with all the shot at that particular point. I felt bummed out by it. It wasn't just a case of, you know, taking some sort of narrow defeats while playing bravely. We just weren't at the races. I was disappointed with the players because I felt that they'd just kind of given up a little bit and they had a poor, poor attitude. But the buck stops with the managers. Rightly or wrongly, the managers tend to be the one that get all the, all the flack when things start to go wrong. And I decided that I would step down. Although the board were actually still very happy with me because the objective was still to avoid relegation and we were still floating around the playoff places, I thought to myself, look, this team is collapsing. They just almost didn't even try against Wigan and nothing I was doing seemed to be working. So I thought to myself, you know what? I'm not hanging around here. Uh, it wasn't something that I took lightly. I'd actually pondered it earlier in the season, uh, but I just thought I'd stick with it for a while. But those two games against Rovers and Wigan were just absolutely horrendous, very difficult to bear. And it was time for someone fresh to take charge of that team, to offer some fresh ideas. Well, I moved on, recharged, and started again, for lack of a better word. So... I would spend the remainder of the 23-24 season weighing up some options. And I also expanded the game itself. I had a number of leagues set to view only, but I opened up the Scottish leagues to being playable leagues that wouldn't kick in until the beginning of the following season, 
but it might open up some options. So I thought, why not? Broaden horizons and all that. I applied for a few jobs in the meantime. I applied for, uh, well, a few were really ambitious, to put it mildly. Arsenal sacked their manager and I decided I'd have a go at this Premier League club. They didn't even want to uh, see me for an interview, which wasn't surprising. Although their reason was a little bit surprising. They didn't want to see me because I had a reluctance to play attacking football. Now, I have to ask if they'd actually been aware of what I was doing with Aldershot at the start of the season. Clearly, they weren't. I had a face-to-face -face interview with Nottingham Forest for the Championship, and they, well, they ultimately declined to offer me the job, which was a bit disappointing because I actually thought I did quite well in the interview, and also applied for West Ham, another Premier League club that had recently sacked their manager although West Ham weren't interested. Nor were Arsenal, of course, obviously, as I said, and Nottingham Forest weren't interested in the end either. However, something did come along towards the end of the season. Uh, I've had rights at the end of the season because they lost in the playoff final. Crystal Palace had sacked their manager, and I applied, and somehow, somehow, I got the job. I actually applied also for the Chelsea manager at the same time, which was another highly ambitious Probably too ambitious move. Uh, but I was offered the Palace job and I accepted. It was time to move on to another club, a bigger club, of course. Championship Palace, well, although they're in the Championship by this point, as we move into the 24 25 season, it's worth saying that they are, I would argue, at this particular point in the game, one of the bigger clubs in the division. They have a pretty significant backing to them. They have a reasonably big stadium, good resources, uh, good facilities, and it was a new opportunity at a club that would be very different to my previous one. They were brave enough to give me a chance, and I was willing to give it a go. And there aren't many teams that would probably give a go to a guy that had, over the last sort of four seasons, ultimately would add up to just over three seasons worth of experience, but they took that chance. So the team that I inherited were pretty well off financially, uh, especially for a championship club. And I was quite pleased with the team that I inherited, although I did allow some of the deals um, that were going on prior to my arrival to kind of wash through. There were players that wanted out and I wasn't interested in trying to fight too hard to hold on to them. I wanted to put my own stamp on things. Uh, so it was time to do exactly that. And I would bring in some new faces of my own and I would keep the, the backroom, however, in place. I didn't make any changes to like the, the, the assistant manager or, or the training staff. I didn't want to upset the apple, apple cart too much. That can have a bad effect. So it was just a case of some tactical tweaks and some, some new faces here and there. I also decided I would bring in some new tactics for this one. Uh, I took a look to see what was out there that would be positive attacking football. And there were a couple that were catching the eye, and I would use them both over the course of the season in different circumstances. We had a 4-4-1-1 formation, and then we had a 3-5-1-2 formation. And interesting enough, the 4-4-1-1, uh, the we go into this with quite a positive mindset, and it was quite an intense style of play, whereas the, although the other formation, the 3-5-1-2, was more of an attacking formation, it wasn't as fast-paced. 
and I thought I'd give both a try out during the course of the pre-season friendlies. We had a training camp in Scotland and therefore the board quite naturally arranged matches up in Scotland for friendlies. We travelled to Celtic and now, funny enough, as manager of Aldershot, I'd beaten Celtic in a friendly match and I did it again, this time away from home and with Palace. A 1-0 win and that was absolutely fine, a good start. We then beat St Mirren 2-0 using the same tactic and then I changed to the what I call the B tactic. Lost 3-2 away to Rangers on this occasion despite leading twice but it wasn't a bad performance. We had a goal disallowed uh, and we did miss a penalty so in the end it wasn't terrible. Then we hosted, and I'm not quite sure how to pronounce this, Sport Club Rheindorf Oltak. I'm not even sure where they're from but we were hosting them and this was a remarkable game of football. Uh, we ended up being involved in a 12-goal thriller that we managed to win. But it was just a seesaw match. We were 3 all up, and then it was 3 all, and it, we were 4-3 up by half-time. It was just bonkers. And it also kind of made me realise there was a weakness in this team with the position of goalie. Keeper at the time, Ashley Maynard Brewer. Well, almost every shot on target that Altac had went in, which was concerning. And that has to be down, at least in part, to the goalkeeper. So, in order to face this concern, I was looking around to kind of adjust my goalkeeper situation, so we say. I had a few options with that that I already had inherited at the squad. But it was clear that there was some work to do there. We returned to the original tactic for hosting Rapid Vienna, won 3-0 quite comfortably, and then it was time to begin the season. We began with a home game against Reading, and we won 3-0. One of the players I inherited, uh, Ryan Brewster, formerly of Liverpool. Someone at some point on the game had signed him for Palace, and I owe that someone a great deal of thanks. Uh, he would be instrumental in uh, my season so far. He scored twice and missed a penalty in a 3-0 win over Reading. And then we went away, uh, drew 0-0 against Huddersfield, and then came a problem. My first choice keeper, uh, Brazilian Matheus, I think, Matheus, Matheus, was reasonably good, uh, and he got himself injured. Now, it wasn't so much that he was injured, it was a late for time he was injured for. He would be out for five months. This meant that Nathan Trott, my second choice keeper, who wasn't bad but not great, would have to sort of step in. And my quest to sign another keeper would unfortunately not pan out the way I wanted it to. So I would have to make do for, well, at least until the, the, the winter transfer window. By that point, of course, Matthias might be beginning to return to fitness. However, we'd have to, as I say, wait and see. So, up next, we travelled to Birmingham. And although we went down quite early on, we would win 2-1. A brilliant late goal from one of my midfielders, Delhi Bashiru, a 25-yard screamer. And that seems to be something this team is capable of on more than one occasion. Then we hosted Colchester in the Carabao Cup, and this is why I adopted the three at the back formation, just to see what it would be like against a team that was potentially quite vulnerable. We won 4-0 and played really, really well. And I was beginning to feel this strategy, this, this three at the back strategy, uh, would be quite useful against teams which had 
potentially weak defences. Not necessarily so good against some of the bigger teams in the division or some of those teams that were, were quite solid defensively. But it could be good against, as I say, some of the more vulnerable teams out there. So we beat Colchester, as I say, in the Cowboy Cup 4-0. And then we hosted Blackburn Rovers in the league and we took a 3-2 win that ultimately... The scoreline flattered Blackburn. We let in two late goals and I wasn't pleased with that because we lost our concentration late on. Uh, however, a win is a win, ultimately. After Blackburn, uh, well, against Blackburn, I should say, I'd gone back to being fought at the back against a trip to Colchester this time in the league. Uh, I went back to my attacking formation and we ran out 4-1 winners, I should say, away to Colchester. After that, we lost home to QPR, which wasn't great uh, in my view. It wasn't a good performance. It was our first league defeat of the season. And we had to bounce back quite swiftly for round two of the Carabao Cup, where we would host Premier League Fulham. Now, although we were a league below Fulham, it's worth noting that Fulham at this point in the game were not necessarily better than Palace in terms of the quality of their players. Uh, they weren't doing particularly well in the Premier League. And we ended up winning 1-0. And I felt we should have won more. Uh, we probably deserved more goals. But hey, a win is a win. We then travelled to Hull and won 2-0. Brewster scoring. And one of my signings, uh, a lad called, uh, forgive me how I pronounce this here, Cadiware? Cadiware? I'm not sure. I think that's how you pronounce it. One of my new signings, attacking midfielder and striker. Uh, again, remember that name. The transfer window closed. I'd signed some new defenders as well, although for some reason some of my players were unhappy with me for not strengthening the defence. I'd done exactly that, but some players were whinging about it. And we moved on. We now were basically locked into the squad for the next few months. We had to basically just get on with things. We had an international break to contend with before we'd host Rotherham. And at this point, I had to both sing the praises of Ryan Brewster for once again scoring and also be somewhat critical of his temperament with a wild two-footed lunge on another player. He had himself a red card. We won 4-1, but would we miss Brewster for the next few games? I have a feeling that he would not have influenced the next game a great deal. We ended up uh, travelling to Sheffield United. Now, I faced Sheffield Wednesday as manager of Aldershot, but this was my first occasion where I would be taking my team to the other half of Sheffield, Sheffield United. Um, now, this was, all I can say is this was horrendous. This was beyond bad. I haven't witnessed a collapse like this at any point, I think, on a manager game before. After just eight minutes... We were 3-0 down. It seemed like every single shot they took on target was going in. And in the end, we lost 7-0. It was a disastrous performance. And it was just, I have to put it down as being an apparition. I'm not sure what happened, but it was absolutely awful. And I wanted to bounce back quickly, which thankfully we did. We hosted Birmingham City in round three of the Cowboy Cup. And we took a 2-1 win to at least get that habit back into our system, a winning habit into our system. We then needed to repair some damage. I wanted to swiftly get back into a winning habit in the league. That was very, very important for me. We beat 
Brentford 5-1 at home, and then we beat Swansea 6-2 away from home, with both Cadewere and another of my new signings, another striker called Barry, both scoring hat-tricks. We then had another break, uh, another international break, before we would host Preston North End. Preston North End are actually a club which are quite fascinating. They are one of the oldest clubs in football. They actually, well, they started life in 1863 as a cricket club. And they converted to a football club in 1880. They've been at their current stadium, Deepdale, since 1875. So, yeah, they've been there a very long time. And they have the distinction of having won the very first league championship in the 1888-89 season. And also, they went unbeaten in the process, as well as winning the FA Cup. And in the FA Cup, they did not concede a goal. Now, at the point of playing them, Crystal Palace, we were top of the championship, and Preston were 20th. It would be easy to assume that this would be a reasonably comfortable win. However, football does not necessarily follow the form guide. You feel that it should, it often does, but it will always throw up surprises. In the end, we did win, but it was via a injury time 30-yard stunner from one of my midfielders, a player called Doan, who just larrapped the ball to secure us a 2-1 win. And it was a sensational goal, it really was. But the fact that we left it so late and it required something like that to beat struggling Preston was somewhat disappointing from my view. But as I've said before, a win is a win. Three points are three points, and that's for all that matters in football. And we took another three points when we travelled to face Stoke, uh, we won 4-2. My keeper was only beaten by some, well, similar long-range stunners. Ryan Brewster was back from suspension and he scored twice. Let's give us another important victory. Now, next up was a game that I will remember for a while. It was our first proper derby clash against one of Palace's nearest rivals, Millwall. Now, Millwall are famous for having quite an aggressive fan base. Uh, and they, at one point, you might say, have become the team that everyone loved to hate, rightly or wrongly. We had a fascinating game here. Uh, after just 16 minutes, we were actually 2-0 down, which wasn't great at all. After 31 minutes, we were 3-2 up. Uh, and then in the second half, around about, like, I think, the 75th, minute or something like that uh, Millwall pulled level to make it free all and then Brewster netted an injury time winner at a tap in at close range to give us a 4-3 win not a pretty performance not a particularly great one but in a local derby the fans aren't going to care the fact that we poached the last minute win in such exciting fashion all they're going to care about are the bragging rights and frankly so did I it was another win Another important three points, and we were moving on up. From there, only a few days later, we hosted Derby County in the fourth round of the Carabao Cup, and I, make, I rotated the team around a little bit to try and give some of the fringe players more match time, more match fitness. We drew nil-nil, and we won the penalty shootout afterwards. So we were through to the fifth round of the Carabao Cup, which was uncharted territory for me uh, in this particular career by some margin. 
Ended up winning Manager of the Month for October, while Cadaware won Player of the Month for October as well. And then we travelled to Oxford and we celebrated these achievements with a comfortable 2-0 victory. Brewster scoring again, another one of my midfielders, uh, Silby, Sibley, sorry, scoring another fantastic edge-of-the-box blasting effort. So that put us to a situation where we had completed a third of the season and we were top. We had won most of our matches. We had won 12 games. We had drawn one and we had lost two, which I think adds up to 15. It does, yeah. I had to really think about that for some reason. We had scored more goals than any other team, although defensively maybe we could have been better, albeit a lot of that was simply due to that freakish Sheffield United game. We were four points clear at the top and we were on a great run of form. We could look forward to playing in the fifth round of the Carabao Cup. Ryan Brewster was the top goal scorer in the league and Cadaware was second. So things were doing really well. Things were looking really, really up, basically. They were doing really, really well, as far as I was concerned. Uh, the Eagles were soaring. That's a terrible pun, I know. But I was really pleased with the opening phase of the season. And from a personal point as a manager, I was thinking this has to be boosting my reputation somehow. This has to be helping uh, in, in many ways to perhaps get me noticed. My reputation had already been enhanced by simply being given the job of manager of Crystal Palace. And it seemed like I was hopefully doing that position justice. In the meantime, I thought I would check in on Aldershot. Uh, just out of, I don't know really, uh, maybe I was sentimental, I guess, perhaps. I had a look at them, see how they're doing in League One. Sadly, the answer was not good. They were in relegation. They played 16 games and only managed to win two of them. And... It wasn't looking particularly good for them. I would absolutely positively love to see them return from that point. It's possible, but I couldn't really see it happening at that particular stage. But it wasn't my problem. I had to move on from Aldershot. Palace were my team now, and Palace were doing fantastic. I was really, really pleased. It would just be a case now of seeing whether or not we could sustain this form and see if we could basically go a step beyond our objective. The objective from the board was secure a playoff place. Right now, we were on course to do better than that. Could we hold on to that position at the top of the league, secure ourselves automatic promotion? Could I end up, for the first time on this career mode, as a Premier League manager? 